Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Matthew 9. You have a big problem. To be fair, everyone else in this world has the same big problem as you. And that problem is the problem of sin. Uh, The problem of missing the mark, the problem of breaking God's law. We've all done it. None of us are who we should be. Every one of us has failed. But now as we continue our journey through Matthew, we are going to see how Jesus uniquely is the solution to that problem because Jesus, the King, the Christ, he has authority and his authority extends to forgiving sin. We're going to see that today in Matthew chapter 9. Now, in Matthew chapter 8 and chapter 9, we're seeing many displays of the power of Jesus. Yesterday, power over sickness, power over nature, power over demons. Well, today, in the first story we get into in the passage, we see that he has power over sin and power to forgive sin. Uh, It says, and getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. That would have been Capernaum now. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Wow. So he doesn't address his paralysis immediately. He addresses the man's sin. But then the conversation gets really interesting when the scribes say to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, well, here's another interesting statement, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, your rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God who had given such authority to men. Now, one key word in there that you're going to see a couple times is that word again, authority. And again, if Matthew's theme is that Jesus is the Christ and therefore Jesus is king. He is the one with authority. That's what some of these displays are showing, that he has authority. And here even Jesus says, hey, I want you to know that the son of man, that's Jesus, has authority to forgive sins. And that brings us back to the question, well, you know, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or rise and walk? Well, it's easier to say your sins are forgiven. You can say that all you want, and it's easy to say because there is nothing instantly verifiable and objective that you can look at in this world to show, oh, wow, his sins really are forgiven, right? It's easy to say your sins are forgiven. If you say rise and walk, well, there's going to be an immediate and verifiable objective answer there. People are going to be able to tell whether your words had any power or not. You can say, oh, your sins are forgiven and your sins are forgiven and your sins are forgiven. But how do you know that 
I actually have authority. Well, let me say the hard thing is what Jesus is saying. Rise, take up your bed and walk. And boom, he walks. So he's saying, hey, I can say this. I'm showing you I have the power to, to, to do forgive sins. And I, I, when I say that, it's actually going to happen. Now that is good news for everybody. Because like I said at the beginning, you have a big problem. Everybody has a big problem, the problem of sin. But the good news is Jesus has authority to forgive sins. And that's something we clearly see in this passage. That's an always principle of this text. And even as we think through how do we respond to this text, well, one of the things we should worship God for in response to this text is that he has the authority to forgive sins. And through Jesus Christ, my sin can be forgiven. Your sin can be forgiven. There's hope for anyone that their sins may be forgiven through Jesus Christ. And so I want you to worship God today. And even if you're listening to this podcast and you have never turned from your sin, confessed your sin uh, to God and sought his forgiveness, today needs to be the day that you do that. But for many of you that that have and and you're worshiping God and relishing uh, your forgiveness today, let's fast forward to the end of the chapter. It says, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And so there you see the compassion that Jesus had. He had compassion for the people that he would see because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he calls his disciples and gives them this call that there needs to be more laborers. And so I think it's implied, well, you should be amongst the laborers and you should be praying for more. And I think that really extends that good news. Jesus has the authority to forgive sins. Well, you need to worship God for that. Another thing you should apply from today is you need to have compassion on lost people around you. And your heart's desire needs to be that they come to Christ to find their sin forgiven. And you need to pray and not just pray, it says, but pray earnestly for more laborers into the harvest, more people to share the gospel, to see people get saved, to see people know what it means to have their sins forgiven. And we see another reminder in the passage today that that can be messy. Seeing sinners saved is going to be a messy process. And you see that now flipping back uh, to the beginning. Well, Matthew, here the gospel of Matthew, uh, we see the call of Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector. This was a class of despised people because they were seen as traitors to be collecting taxes for the Romans. And not only that, they were often very corrupt. Think Zacchaeus, for instance, who would charge more than was needed, really ripping people off to enrich himself. But Jesus calls Matthew and Matthew responds. He rises and follows Jesus. 
And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, there's some things there we need to think through what that doesn't mean and what that does mean. What that does not mean, this passage is not carte blanche for you to go hang out in shady places with shady people who are doing shady things and to just pass that all off as, hey, Jesus was a friend of sinners. Jesus was a friend of sinners calling them to repentance. And if people use this verse just to justify hanging out with sinners, not really to call them to repentance, but just to hang out with sinners, that's not really what Jesus was doing here. And even that that phrase and asking him, you know, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? In this case, it seems he's at Matthew's house. He's hanging out with a repentant tax collector. So he's not hanging out with someone that is still engaged in this sinful lifestyle. He's hanging out with someone that is now following Christ. And so this is not meant to be a passage just to be used to justify uh, hanging out with uh, really corrupting influences. We still need to remember the biblical principle that bad company corrupts good morals, as it says later in 1 Corinthians. But what this does mean is ministry is going to be messy. And if you really want people to get saved, well, then you're going to need to deal with sinners. And even they're going to come from rough backgrounds, and you're going to need to be willing to engage with those kind of people. And even post, you're going to have to work with and disciple these people, and they may bring their friends along. And that may make you uncomfortable or other other people uncomfortable, but you got to be okay with that because, hey, we're, we're here to, uh, to bring healing to the sick spiritually. Um, and, and so that, that is going to be messy. And so that's something just to understand and even just to set expectations for ministry. No, we need to remember bad company corrupts good morals, but no, ministry isn't just going to be to people that you feel comfortable with and are coming from nice, clean, uh, great backgrounds, according to you. No, people will be called out of sin and they may bring their friends along and we, we need to share the gospel with them and welcome them in. And, and some people won't like that. that that's still true today. So that's another thing to consider is we want to partner in this harvest and see more people know that Jesus has the power to forgive sins. And now there's a couple other things in here, the question about fasting and Jesus is basically saying, hey, the Messiah is with these guys. Now is not the time. There will come a time for that. And he rebukes the Pharisees. They missed that on many levels. We see a story we'll see in some of the other gospels of um, this girl that is brought to life and the woman who has an issue for 12 years. Hopefully later we'll have time to talk about how devastating that would have been, not just physically, but socially. And even with the spiritual system of being clean or unclean, we see him again show power there in both those cases over physical things. But here's something new. He shows power over death. He raises someone to life. And then we see him heal the blind, heal the mute, and end with this call for labor. So again, lots of 
displays of the power of Jesus, even today over death. But I think one headline from the chapter is he has power over sin and power to forgive sin. That's something every one of us needs to hear, and that's a message that we need to share out of compassion, and we need to engage in the harvest. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.